Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to The Accelerator with Michael Conniff. That's me. We are a podcast devoted to starters, founders, entrepreneurs. Uh, I said starters. I meant startups, founders, entrepreneurs. And we connect them to angels, investors of all kinds, uh, including VCs, family offices. And um, uh, we want to remind you this is not a place where we make recommendations to buy or in any way invest your money. We're just here for informational purposes. Do your own research. Also, I want to remind you, you can connect with me at, at Michael Conniff on Twitter, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-C-O-N-N-I-F-F, and michaelconniff.com is my website, so check that out. Um, but today we uh, we have a bit of a treat because we're joined by uh, Scott Levy. Welcome, Scott. Thank you. How are you? Good to be here. I'm doing very he well. Is, Thank you. He is from SNL Consulting, and... A little bit of a twist on our normal um, guest. Scott is um, a very experienced executive, particularly on the sales side. But what he is now is a coach. And he coaches a lot of founders, uh, a lot of startups, and some people who are not in that category. But uh, it's a full-time profession obsession for him. And so I thought it would be really interesting to get you on uh, in, in this context and maybe um, give some of our listeners an idea of the kind of services you provide and how you can actually help people. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And when you're on your opening, when you said starters instead of startups, sometimes it's both. There are people who are just starting out and the first thing they do is a startup. And I yeah. think that, um, you know, Michael, thank you for that opening. And, you know, that's a big part of it right now is, Look, I've been doing this for a long time, as you had mentioned, and 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 you know have lived through life with a lot of people who have run some some pretty great and amazing businesses. Uh, what's what's fa- what's fantastic about this right now, and especially the timing of this um, today, or you know for the next couple months, whatever it may be, is that we're we're at a at a unique point in the world especially when it comes to business and startups and venture capital. And just, you know, when you have all of these things that have been affecting, whether it be the market or COVID, which seems to be never ending um, or the threat of war, um, you know, money gets tight. And when money gets tight, uh, people start to get nervous. And that goes from the top down. That goes from all the people who have a lot of money and are investing in VCs who then invest in companies and it also goes to just the founders of things that are going on. So um, I don't mean to like laugh about it because this is serious stuff for people and, and it's serious stuff for mm-hmm. me too. But it's an exciting time for me because it gives me the opportunity to jump into a lot of people's lives and positively affect them and help them run their business um, and their life sometimes in a better way. Well, tell me, how, why would you say that people in business, and let's, let's focus particularly on startups, at least at first, yep. why do people in startups need a coach? How could they benefit from a coach? Hey, look, I mean, when I was, so, so I, you knew this already, I'll just say for the benefit of the audience that I, I was an early adopter to coaching. You know, shortly after I graduated from college, uh, I also got my coaching uh, certification, we'll say it. I don't want to say degree, but I've gone through other additional certifications as time has wore on. The really the reason I did it at the beginning was because I wanted to know how to interact with like founders of companies that I was going to be working for. 
the CEOs, the presidents, the founders, and even in some cases, the board, like, just didn't have that knowledge base, didn't come out of college understanding how to talk to somebody with, like, lots of experience and, you know, how to interact with them. So I did this early on more to just kind of, like, fit in better into the companies that I was working with. But ultimately, specifically to your question, um, why do founders, in this case, especially like startups, why do they need a coach or how could they benefit from a coach? It comes down to sort of simple things. When you think about what it takes to, to, to put all your energy into a startup, you have a myriad of tasks that you have to take on. And some of these you might not even realize that you have to take them on. You're not only like the head of the business, you're not only like figuring out how to set up the business the right way legally, you're also like HR, you're also kind of sales, you're also kind of product, you're you're really wearing too many hats that could fit on your head at one time. What then happens is that that in and of itself is overwhelming. And then you think about when you're kind of come to an impasse, it could be a small impasse, could be a major impasse, but at some point you come into this impasse and then you look around your life and who do you have surrounding you? Well, you have your family and they're all great, whether it's parents or kids or aunts and uncles or whatever you have. They're not all great. (laughs) (laughs) They're all family. That's what they are. Right. Thank you for that clarification. You're right. Not all great. Um, But knowing like the ones that you do have good relations with, it's nice, but they're very emotionally attached to what you're doing. So if it's your direct family, they can't really give you guidance when you need like business guidance to help you really understand what kind of decisions you need to make to make your business better, to make your life and your feel of that business better. So family, number one, you can't really go to them for this kind of stuff to get any kind of guidance. Number two, you have a group of friends, right? Now, all of your friends, whatever age you're you're really at, whether you're just fresh out of college or you're in your 30s, 40s, whatever it may be, your friends are great. Sometimes they're great to hang out, you know, watch a game or go to a show or whatever you might do with your friends. But they're also very busy. They also have their own full lives. They also have their own full jobs. And they may or may not really understand your space. And they also need to selfishly be focused on their own stuff. So you can't always get the guidance when you need it from the right types of friends in any case. So Family doesn't really help you out that much because, again, emotionally attached. Friends aren't really in your space all the time or have other things going on in their lives, so they don't actually work. Then you think about as a startup, well, you either have employees, a few of them, maybe 50 of them, like whatever you're, wherever you are in your startup, it's okay. And you have other execs maybe in your company or investors. You can't really go to them with any real challenges. I hope you can go to them with some of the challenges because that's why you have employees. That's why you have investors to hopefully help you. But the reality is like the ego of people don't want, you don't want to make yourself seem weak. And if you go and you ask for too much help, whether it's okay or not, and I truly believe it's okay to ask for help. I ask for help every day and things, even now in my career. But a lot of people are starting companies don't feel like it's a good look for them, or they don't feel comfortable asking for help from investors who want to feel like they're investing in like the perfect person doesn't exist. Perfect person. The perfect company doesn't exist, but you don't want them to look at you like you're weak. So there you go. Family, friends, and people that you work with. 
you can't, you, you kind of can't go to any of them for the real guidance. So what happens for me getting to the question, you know, there's all the points that I look through is that people need help. We all need help. And so somebody who has experienced like me, I've helped build startups. I've worked with lots of founders of startups. Uh, you know, I've guided and coached a lot of them too. I don't necessarily have the same type of emotional attachment to them. I'm not really your friend. We can be friendly. We don't hang out necessarily on the you know weekends, whatever it is. I'm not your family. And I don't actually have skin in the game in terms of an investment in you. So I'm going to think that you're weak. I actually want to bring out some of that from you to make sure that you're feeling stronger and better about your business. Mm -hmm. So why coaching and why startups need a coach is because I'm somebody that will come in and actually help you and won't even if it's just in your head, won't judge you. And I think that's ultimately the best thing is to feel like you can talk to somebody who's got experience and not feel judged is a big reason why I start these relationships. How, how much of it, Scott, is um, business advice? How much of it is personal advice? How much of it is tough love? Um, I, I know it's all of those things, but what is the uh, maybe in order of importance, I would I would guess that if you're not addressing the business stuff, that you're not really succeeding. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great question, and you're right. It is always depending upon the person. It's all of those things. Um, I'm not a life coach. I'm a business coach, so I have a life coach actually. Wait, tell us tell us what the distinction is, and tell us what you learned from your life coach. Right, which is great, and thank you for that, Michael. So, business coaching is specifically gonna be focused on you and the business that you're working in and how to make you better with your business, you better for your employees, you better for your investors, you better for your customers. That's a lot about the business coaching. Of course, there is some life stuff that comes into it. Life coaching, like what I have as a life coach, somebody like, you know, I have, I have um, you know, I'll give you the best example. I'm, I'm opening myself up here to, to you, Michael, and to all the listeners that, you know, my life, um, like everyone's, is a little bit complicated. You know, I, I have um, two children, two two boys that are teenagers of my own. Um, mm-hmm. I'm engaged to a woman who has two daughters of her own. We are the true, you know, systematic uh, modern family, like the, the, the old school Brady Bunch now. You know, we have a dog. And, and we're all like kind of coming together. I don't know how that works. I've never done that before. So I don't really know how you bring families together with four teenagers, you know, that all have to interact with one another, multiple households, cars, schools, massive decisions. So for me, I feel like the business stuff I'm pretty good at, like I've been doing it for a long time, I'm experienced, but this new area of my life Sometimes I don't know if I'm doing a good job or not. Sometimes I'm insecure about some of the decisions I've made. And that's the kind of stuff that I work on with my life coach. And she does the same thing too, where she weaves it back into like, okay, let's talk about your life. Let's get that organized so you can be the best business coach for others. Right. It's sort of the way that it works, which is ironic. It's a little meta. It's a little meta, but we're, we're going to roll with it. Yeah. Um, this is the accelerator on Michael Conniff with Scott. Did I did I say it right, Scott Scott Levy? Is that it's correct? funny. It, it's it's moved to that lately, simply because of the wonderful, talented Dan Levy who's out there. And I just as I walked in my building with my son Jack, um, they said Levy. It's actually Levy, like official proper okay. way. Well, well, but 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 I answered yeah. either. 
I am so sorry. Scott Levy. No, it's okay. So uh, Scott is a coach at SNL Coaching. And where can people find you, Scott? Where's the best place to reach you? Yeah, so I got a lot of things going on. There's some new things, depending upon when you're listening to this. You know, we're launching uh, a new. Well, but I, mean, I just meant like contact information initially. Yeah, I, yeah, I would, I would go to either uh, LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn, which is the That's easiest, best place. That's where we met. So go to me, LinkedIn. I'm actually Scott N, as in Nick. Levy, L-E-V-Y. So that's how you can differ me from all the other Scott Levy's out there. If you put the N in there, you can find me pretty easily. Um, or you can reach me at S Levy. So S-L-E-V-Y at SNLconsulting.com. A lot of people think okay. that I'm helping out my friends at Saturday Night Live, but you know, we don't have a relationship <laughs> there, but it's okay. I was the original. I was there. I was there just before Saturday Night Live started. So I, I consider yeah. myself to be the original SNL. Good, good. So, so listen. Well, you know, I had a company called uh, Highcom Group um, that was pre dot com, pre dot visionary, visionary. Yeah, yeah. C O M M Highcom because there was like high tech, and I was like, well, I'm not high tech. I'm sort of Highcom. So uh, right. yes, I, I I loved my Highcom Group for ten years. But, right. but listen, so so I know that one of the things you do is that you have a questionnaire that you ask founders or, or your, your potential clients to fill out. Yeah. What are some of the things you don't have to like go through a chapter and verse, but what are, what is the philosophy behind the questions? What are some of the things about a founder, about a, someone running a startup that you're trying to find out? Yeah. So um, it's a fascinating process. And I think one of the reasons why I have this and, and you and I talked about this previously that you know, candidly, a questionnaire, first and foremost, it rules people in or rules people out. There's a lot of people out there that need help. They know they need help, but if they're not willing to put the time into it, then I can't help you regardless. So you could need all the help in the world, but if you're not willing to put a little bit of time and energy into it, I don't really want to take my so time. One of the things you ask is, do you, you know, do you have the time for this? Do you have X number? Of yes. And, and to be honest, like even before that, you just taking the time to fill out the questionnaire and right. think through this stuff is a commitment. So, so if you do that, it's going to take you, you know, if you do it right, it's going to take you like an hour to fill mm -hmm. out the questionnaire. And it's a lot of thought provoking questions. And to your point, um, basic data, that's nowhere like, who are you, you know, contact information, like how many years have you been working? You know, like what is your company? And then I start to dive into some other things and, and it's like, look, some of this stuff is easy, but if you don't actually take a dedicated amount of time to think about it and then want to talk it through, then it becomes harder on you. So, so to give you an example, it's like, what's, what's your, what's been your best, what's been the best thing you've done in business? Mm. What's been the worst thing you've done in business? Mm -hmm. Who's, who's a, a, a mentor to you in business? Who do you look up to? Whose podcast you listen to, you know, like what, 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 what books do you read? Whatever it may be, um, who are who are people that you've read that you just don't like? You don't like what they're saying and how they're doing it. It starts around That's down that road. You, you don't just ask who they, who they like; you ask who they don't like. Because I need to understand that. Because again, like this is a relationship, and and, and I look at this where when I'm coaching people, I need to want to help you as much as you want to be helped. And so that part, it's also a vetting out process. Like, like I kind of call this, you know, this, this questionnaire is a little bit deeper than you would have to do it if you went on to like 
Bumble or or um, Tinder, you know. But but it <laughs> is a bit of like. Let's hope so. Right, right. It's deeper than that, and it's not about the pictures or anything like that. So yeah, yeah. so you can look however you want. No swiping. Um, but, but, no swiping. Right. No swiping. This is just me. Um, but but it is it is that kind of stuff where it, it gets into the bigger details. So what you like, what you don't like are big ones because I need to understand like what's, you know, someone that you listen to, read to, you read about, follow, who are people that you don't like, who are people that you don't like, you know, affiliate with, you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to talk about. And even like, what are some of the taboo areas? Like what are the things you don't want to talk about? Cause maybe you had a really terrible experience in business in the past and it just, pains you to talk about it eventually we might get to that but that's on you if i'm coaching you michael or anyone that's listening if i'm coaching you you decide when the time is you want to talk about that but i ask that i'm like are there any topics that you don't want to cover and people have put down like yeah two two companies ago it was a terrible mess like i got sued yada yada and, and i'm like okay we'll stay away from that part so we go through some of that stuff to get you really starting to think and then we get a little bit deeper into it into actually like the tactical things again what are your goals this week what are your goals this month this quarter this year how important are goals in other words could you do your business of coaching without goals not well mm -hmm. not well you gotta have goals like you could call them whatever you want you can call them kpis you can call them goals you can call them you know your north star you can say it's your mission or vision or whatever it is i think not only do you need to have goals i think everyone has to in some form whether you've documented it and this is the big thing i like to do with my coaching clients is don't just say it like, let's document it so if you have a vision of where you want your business to go write it down like yeah. type it in Vo you know siri just talk it into your phone but remind yourself to listen to this because when i get into these coaching relationships I'm not always going to be around for you. So you need to remind yourself of some of the things that we've worked on together so that you realize like, oh, this is not part of my vision. This is not part of my mission. So I should probably not dedicate as much time as I am towards this one aspect of the business. And then we could talk about that in our next session. So do, do you ever ask, uh, excuse me for interrupting, but do you ever ask your clients uh, this question? What is it you really want? Does that come up? Totally. Of course. And, mm -hmm. and generally, like, I don't necessarily ask that. Well, you know what? I do ask that. Let me take that back. What I ask more specifically to me is what do you want out of this coaching relationship? Because that's very important, too. If you're going to be hiring me and I'm going to be the paid relationship that we're working on, we both need to agree on what is our goal together. So not only do you have your own goals. What is your goal of this relationship? And so what do you want? Yes, I take it one step further. What do you want from me and what do you want from this relationship that we're what, building? What do, they usually, what do they usually say? What's the what's a typical answer to that? Or is there a typical answer? It's tough. I don't know that there's actually I don't know that I've ever seen the same answer twice. Exactly. Um, I think what I would say thematically what people want from me is and as surprising as, as this may sound is in their own way of saying it, they want more confidence. It's as simple. Con confidence they want more confidence. Confidence. Confidence, not competence. Really? Confidence. So they're lacking 
lacking confidence and 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 why why is that is that because of experiences in business is that because their mommy didn't love them is what, what is that about well you know that this is when i i sometimes i will then refer them over to a life coach if they're not already I have to say, just equal time i have to say is that because mommy or daddy didn't love them but somebody didn't right. love them right coming from i'm a single dad so you know i understand that and i love my kids to death but um you know i figured that out pretty quickly like look again I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm not a doctor. There are people who do that kind of stuff. If you need help in that, you know, that's fine. But again, all of that sort of like reverberates around any kind of relationship. I think why they need more confidence is because um, anytime you're starting a business, no matter how much experience you have, there are things that are going to come up that you just don't know what to do. You don't know how to answer it. You don't know what to expect once you make a decision that could affect your entire company and all the people that work for your company or all the clients of your company, you need something to bounce those ideas off of. And I think that that's really what it is. The lacking of confidence, it's not, and by the way, it's not a negative. I don't, I don't have confidence that I know how to, you know, juggle bowling pins. So if I really needed to go out and juggle bowling pins and be a street performer, then I would need somebody to help me with that. I wouldn't have confidence. That's a weird analogy, but you know what I'm saying? Is confidence, can it be a code for something else? Is it, in other words, like you hear this a lot when you watch sports, they're saying, oh, you know, so-and-so has lost his confidence or her confidence. He, you know, he's not playing well. He's lost. And I always feel like, I always feel like that's not an explanation um, because yeah. it takes a whole set of behaviors, complicated behaviors, and boils it down to one, arguably one mental trait um, that, you know, some guess what? Sometimes players and business people in business, they do great things when they're not feeling confident, Correct. <laughs> you know, That's right. when they're feeling insecure, when they're feeling worried, when all sorts of things. So it, I'm just wondering if that's a code for, I don't truly understand who I am or I don't truly like who I am, perhaps. Yeah, look, it definitely is a code for sure. Whether it's I don't understand who I am versus I don't like who I am, most of the people that I work with, if you really don't like yourself, you're not going to reach out for a coach because you have to already have that innate behavior and the confidence in yourself to know that you need help. Like I'm not, I'm not out there. Confidence, yeah, that takes a lot of confidence. It does. It takes a lot of guts. That's what I say. Like it takes a lot of guts. So, yeah. So most of these people, I, I give them a lot of credit for understanding that they don't know everything and sometimes it's just basically like talking through some of those options i mean you could take any sport i use a lot of sports analogies just because i'm a sports lover and and so take any sports you can take any business situation um i don't actually think a lot of these people the funny thing is when we talk about you know is this a code i don't think most of these folks that i work with actually don't have confidence i think actually it's quite the opposite like they have a lot of confidence it's just that they're feeling less confident about something and what that says to me is like okay good let's talk this through let's walk this through let's talk about what what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you do this what's the best thing that can happen and sort of like let's figure out where you'll probably land in between i think that's what it is i think sometimes they know what the answers are most of the time they know what the answers are they just need to kind of like talk it out and walk it through with somebody who in my case, usually I've been in a similar situation where I've talked to people who have been in similar situations. And I can just help them guide their way through some of these challenges that they have. And 
I say confidence because that's what people say to me. Like I'm lacking confidence in this. And I'm like, you're not lacking confidence. You're lacking the ability to lay on the table several options and pick the right one. Mm-hmm. And again, the right one may not be necessarily the ultimate right one, but you have to make a choice. You can't, a lot of people sometimes when I say like, they don't have confidence. They also sometimes are like, when they reach out to me, they're stuck. Like they're stuck. They can't move forward or something's blocking them from, you know, creating a new partnership or hiring more people or, you know, investing more capital into their business because they're nervous. Again, what I start off by saying that right now is a time where a lot of people are calling me up. They're like, I'm getting nervous about where I am. Can you help me through this time? And so I think that's what it is. But yeah, it's a code in almost any case that, that people are not really lacking confidence, but it's just the word that people use a lot. Can I ask you, I want to make sure we touch before I let you go on. You told me the story of um, a client that you had actually for 13 years, which I yeah. thought is a great, great testament to your, your abilities. But, but sketch out in a couple of minutes just sort of how that started and, and just the, the arc of that one. Yeah, I mean, 13 years is not my typical engagement. So, so if anyone's listening, you know, and thinking like you're going to be with me for 13 years, don't think that way because other, that's not other, the way it works. Other than Scott's uh, fiance, uh, right? Yes, she she knows he can go for 13 years minimum. But yes, exactly. Anyhow, so 13 years. What what? Did, how did it start and what happened? Yeah, it started out. Um, you know, it kind of started out like any you know client, except for the fact there was one unique thing about this was I was hired by the founders of a company who were selling their company to their top employee. So they hired me for three months, sort of my typical engagement is around three months. They hired me to help get her in the right frame of mind to take over a business on her own. They were a team and she needed some help kind of like getting that stuff out there. Uh, Why it lasted for so long was basically once she got comfortable with me and we were really in this nice coaching relationship, I helped her to really get her foundation set as a leader and in her business. And from there, it just became something where she just liked to run things by me. So even though I never met her in person, 13 years, I never even saw her in person ever. It was all done over the phone and video. Um, I helped her really build out her business. You know, each week she'd come with, you know, a list of things that she needed to try and accomplish. She wanted to run them by me. I would give her my guidance, but she made the ultimate decisions. And so it was the true life cycle of a business where it started out with the former owners were selling to her. That's why they hired me. She kept me on to grow the entire business to the point where she then eventually was done with the business, was getting ready to sell it and wanted to retire. So it was an amazing relationship, an amazing way to see, you know, everything throughout time that goes on in someone's life you can imagine 13 years is a long time um to help someone through through building a business and growing it and ultimately getting to the point where you could sell it and how do you uh as you sit down and coach yourself and put down i'm sure you write your own goals down what do you foresee um for the balance of your career as a coach how do you how do you coach yourself yeah um you know i have the same challenges that other people do too even with my own business so i run my own business and and um, i need to be careful about my time and i need to be smart about my time um you know i have and i have several coaches so you know i have my life coach but i also have a business coach too and my business coach she tells me um and this is the theme right now so i share this with my clients too that she says to me 
what we need for Scott at this point in my career, and I already sh- already shared what some of my life things are going on with this, you know, modern family. She said, yeah. I need to have a new balance. Mm. So I think about the shoe first, right? <laughs> it happened to be, I happen to be like a block away from a new balance store. So of course I'm thinking about this all the time when I walk out of my apartment in New York city. Um, but for right, right now, um, I think that's what happens, especially just it happens to me all the time because I'm invested in my clients. It certainly is the case with all of my clients. And I can say this 100% across the board that every client, every coaching client I, I have, they are imbalanced, unbalanced, whichever way you want to look at it. They are, and sometimes you have to be, right? Sometimes you have to, but you have to know that there's an end to this being unbalanced. You don't want to put your relationships on hold. You don't want to put all your friends on hold. You don't want to put your family on hold for an unknown amount of time. You have to sort of set that time frame for how long can I be unbalanced for before I got to find my new balance in my next chapter, which mm. is what it really is. So for me, it's all about balance. I think COVID kind of did a, a lot of good mm-hmm. and a lot of bad to people. Um, I think it isolated a lot of people who were trying to get things off the ground. They couldn't meet anybody in person. and couldn't like run things through. So I, I've been there for a lot of people to, again, help which I'm doing myself to take my own advice um, or the guidance I've gotten to have a a new balance towards what you're doing in your life to make sure that you're truly successful. And true success to me is being successful with business and in life. With with the whole, the whole, the whole nine yards. Well, Scott Levy, coach Levy, thank you so much for being with us on the accelerator today. We really appreciate it. It's my pleasure, Michael. Thanks for having me. Scott can be reached on LinkedIn, Scott N. Levy or Scott and Levy at snlconsulting.com like Saturday Night Live, though he had it first. And um, uh, we're grateful and uh, we hope we can get you back in here um, again sometime soon because it's uh, I think it's helpful to everybody to hear about how this is done. So thank you so much. Um, and thank you, listeners, for listening to The Accelerator. Uh, we'll, we'll be back with another guest in the startup space before you know it.